Welcome to this week's podcast from Tim Hall International Ministries. To find out more about what Pastor Tim and Jackie Hall are doing around the world, check out timhall.com.au. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and empowered as you listen to this message. I'd like, like you to turn in your Bible is to the book of John. If you're at Revelation, turn back. If you're at Genesis, turn right. Keep going. If you get to Psalms, keep going. If you get to the book of Concordance, you've gone too far. How many believe God has given us dominion? He's given us dominion over disease, over devils. Given us authority in every area of life. Tonight something's going to happen. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, if you're taking notes, this is really the text for tonight. Ecclesiastes 8.4 says this. Where Where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Father, would you anoint the word very strongly now. In Jesus' name, let there be a manifestation of the power of God. Let disease give way. Let people come to know you and many, many tonight. Father, touch as we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Where the word of a king is, there's power. There's dominion. There's authority. When a king speaks, people listen. Beautiful thing tonight is the Bible says he has made us kings and priests under God. How many know that He is the great king and we're little kings and kingettes. Jesus is the king of eternity. When he speaks, it's like a lion roaring in the heavenly realms. Nothing like the sound of lions roaring. You say, what would you know as an Australian about lions roaring? Well, in 1975, I came to Africa And I went by truck. There were a group of us in a truck, and we went through Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Zaire, Central African Republic, Cameroons, Nigeria. And I camped in a tent every night in the game parks in Amboseli and Serengeti. We just slept in tents with that much canvas between us and lions. And I was confident enough to believe that no lion would try and get through that canvas. But I remember watching the sunrise at, at uh, what's that great mountain? Um, Kilimanjaro, that's right. I was watching the, the sunrise on Kilimanjaro and I had the night watch at the camp. It was about two or three o'clock in the morning and I had a big fire, a good big fire, healthy fire, because I could hear the lions roaring and every time they roared, more wood went on. It was a blazing fire. Someone should have told me that the rhinoceros doesn't like fire and he comes to put them out. But I don't know which is worse, to get torn apart by lions or trampled to death by rhinos. So I selected the rhinos. I thought, yes, trampled would be fine. <laughs> Rather than being lion meat, at least the, lion, the, the rhino doesn't eat you. But let me tell you, there's something about the roar of that lion. How many believe that? When the lion roars in Africa, he makes a statement. I'm king. I run the show. Look out. And he has dominion. The lions roar. But tonight we worship the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he roars, 
All of heaven sits up and takes notice. When the great king of eternity, the Bible says the Lord will roar in Zion. And all of the heavenly realm stands up and says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. When the word of a king is, there's authority, there's power. When the word of a king is spoken, there is authority. Go to John 7 for a moment. Let's have a look at this story just for a few minutes. I'm not going to preach long. I want to see God do something great in the house. I'm going to give him time. In John chapter 7, the Bible says in verse 37, John 7, 37 says, In the last day of the great day of the feast, we're talking this morning about the gathering of the people at the great feast of Jerusalem, tabernacles, but here, this is the last day of the great feast of tabernacles. And on the last day, it was a day of incredible worship and praise. The temple was lit up, so much so that the white stones of the temple illuminated the city of Jerusalem. Some people say that it was there that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Just as the temple lit up like this, illuminates the city, so I illuminate the world. I'm glad that in that great day, there's going to be no need of sun or moon because the Lamb of God is going to light up the universe. How many believe that? The scripture says here, it was the last day of the feast. On the last day of the feast, the high priest would stand up at a certain point with great worship and great praise and great shouting and great people waving big palm fonds and, and so on. When I preach in Papua New Guinea in the open air, they pull down every tree just about on the way and worship God with plants and flowers. And, and they love to, even in Fiji and places, they run around and put pot plants on their heads and run around when they get excited. So tonight, if anyone gets too excited, we'll watch the pot plants. But here was great worship and great praise. And as the praise reached a crescendo, the high priest dressed in beautiful, his robes, the, the uh, breastplate and the, the, uh, all the regalia of the high priest, his beautiful robes, would take the, a golden bowl with water from the pool of Siloam, which means sent. How many know the Holy Ghost has been sent? And as the praise and worship reached a crescendo, he began to pour the water from one golden bowl into another. And there was a great flow of this water from the pool of Siloam, which means sent. It was a real picture of praise and worship and people that know how to touch God, bringing in and ushering in the great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I believe that we are on the verge right now in this sick and broken world of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that is going to be staggering. How many believe that we're sin abounds grace more so? We've got terrorism and craziness and madness on every side. And in the middle of that, God says, we're sin abounds grace more so. And I tell you, when the rougher it gets on the planet, the more the glory of God is going to shine. Bible says, arise and shine. Be illuminated for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Gross darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And Gentiles will come to the light of your rising. In fact, it says the Lord shall arise upon you. He will illuminate beams of divine light out of you and I that's going to shatter the darkness. Here was a great feast. Jesus stood up and, well, sorry, the, 
the priest poured the water. And then after this great praise and the water was poured, there was a silence. Everybody went silent in that beautiful temple. In the midst of that, Jesus, who'd been incognito, his face covered, stood up. And he made a powerful statement. The water had just been poured. And Jesus, with a loud voice, said, Is any man thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Then let him come to me and drink. And out of his innermost being will flow great rivers of living water. This spoke he of the Spirit, who was not yet given for Jesus, was not yet glorified, the Bible says. But I want to tell you, Jesus is risen, and he is glorified, and he has sent the Holy Spirit. And if anyone thirsts, let them come and drink, and out of their belly will flow great rivers of living water. Is anyone thirsty here tonight for the power of God? Is anyone thirsty here tonight for a touch of the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Is anyone thirsty here tonight to be changed by the power of God? I mean, is anyone thirsty and want to be filled until rivers of the life and the power of Almighty God flood out of your being and out of your hands? They sent the temple guards to arrest him. Temple guards were rough men. They basically worked for the Pharisees and they would go out from the temple and beat people up, torture them if they had to, drag them back in chains. They were rough men. And they sent them to get Jesus. But they came back and they said, where is he? Why haven't you bought him? And they said, never a man spoke like this man. Never. Man spoke like this man. Everywhere Jesus went, his words astounded people. The Bible says they were all amazed and they said, what word is this? For with authority speaks and with authority and power, great mixture, authority and power, exousia, divine authority and power, dunamis, divine enabling, when you mix authority and power together in words, you've got powerful words. Tonight, I, did, I don't want to speak just words. Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He didn't say they produce life. He said they are life. We have the same Holy Ghost within us. We have the same anointing, we have the same authority given to us. We have the same word. And I believe that it's absolutely right that when we preach, we can say, the words that I speak are spirit and they're life. They're not producing life, they are life. They're a living thing. Because the word of God is sharp, it's alive, it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword cutting the fine line between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, even to the discerning of the thoughts of the human heart. And so the word produces. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish the thing for which I have sent it. It won't come back empty. The word will not come back empty tonight. I feel, author I feel authority in the word tonight. I feel authority in it. And I feel power in it. I feel life here. Amen. 
As Jesus went about, he said, What word is this? For with authority he speaks, and even the unclean spirits obey, and they come out. They were amazed at his words. They said, What word is this? For with authority he speaks, not as the scribes and the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, but there's something supernatural in his words. There's something different because they seem to penetrate the realm of the spirit. They, they impact. Sick people are healed. Devils come out. The disciples were amazed. He was in the boat that day. A great storm rose up like a tempest. And as the boat was getting covered in water and waves were coming in, they went down to Jesus who was asleep in the boat and they said, Lord, aren't you concerned that we're going to drown? And Jesus woke out of his sleep in that tossing boat and he brushed them aside. He said, excuse me, gentlemen. And he walked up to the front. And he stood at the front of that heaving boat with huge waves and the wind ripping through the sails. And Jesus pointed to the wind and he said, be still. And the wind ceased. And the water went flat. The disciples stepped back and they said, who is this man that even the wind and the waves are subject to him? My friend, that's authority. Jesus exercised authority in every dimension. The very first miracle he did, he said to them, fill up these bowls of water, these big containers of water, dip your ladles in and pour the water out. They did at his word, they acted at his word and as they did, the water changed from H2O to whatever the chemical formula is of wine. Did I say something funny? It's terrible when everyone laughs and you don't know what joke you said. Half the time I tell a joke and no one laughs. He dipped the ladle in and water became wine. Carbon atoms came from somewhere. Electro. You know what Jesus did in the very first miracle he ever did? He, sh he said, just want to let you know that I am in authority over matter. I'm in authority over the molecular structure of the earth. He spat on the ground one day and made mud and took mud and put it into a guy's eyes. Probably had no eyes in the sockets. He said, go and wash. And the guy dipped water on the eyes and... They're alive and Jesus again demonstrated that he can still create out of mud. He stood at the grave of Lazarus who'd been dead for four days. Mary and Martha were most upset with him. And Jesus stood there and he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And out he jumped in his grave clothes. And Jesus said, take off the grave clothes from off him. Jesus puts the life into people and then he says to us, unwrap the grave clothes of death and help them to walk in the new life. Jesus demonstrated that he had, he had to call, if he'd called out, just come out, thousands would have been wandering around saying, what's going on? All the graves would have been empty. They'd all been walking around going, what's happening? George, I haven't seen you for years. That's because I was dead. Harry, where have you been the last 10 years? Dead. 
Aren't you the guy that got run over by the truck? That's right. You're the one that got eaten by the crocodile. Yep. I recognise you. There's only half of you left. <laughs> Jesus called the name. Hey, Lazarus, come forth. Someone said he came fifth and won a silver spoon, but he actually did come forth. Jesus exercised dominion over death, over demons, over the wind, over the waves, over the molecules. The centurion came to him one day, sent his servants, and then the centurion came and he said, my servant lies at home sick, near to death. But he said, sir, just like yourself, I'm a man set under authority. I'm set in a place of authority in the Roman army. I'm under the authority of all of Rome. I am a centurion. When I tell that man to go, he will go, or I've got the power to kill him. If he disobeys orders, I've got the power to kill him. If he doesn't do the right thing, I've got the power to scourge him. If he goes to sleep on the job, I've got authority to throw pitch on him and set him on fire. That's how they woke them up. It's quite a, an effective alarm clock. <laughs> centurion said, I too am a man set under authority. I'm under the authority of the Roman Empire. But he said, you're under the authority of an empire I don't even understand. He said, because when you speak, I say go to these men and they take orders. You talk to demons and they take orders. You talk to disease and it goes. You talk to fear and it goes. You talk into chaos and it goes. You talk to the wind and the waves and they go still. I'm not even worthy, sir. My, my kingdom is the greatest empire on the earth, the Roman Empire. But my kingdom's not worthy that you even come under my door. I'm not worthy to even... The Roman Empire is not worthy of you, sir. You are from another realm that is far greater. Your words have impact in the unseen realm and the seen realm. And he said, sir, if you just speak the word, I know... My servant shall be healed. Oh, that's a powerful word. But do you want to know something tonight? We have authority here over every devil in this house. To say, get out! We have authority to speak to cancer and say, get out! To say to fear in your life, get out. To say to sin when someone repents, your power is broken. To say to alcoholism, it's over. To say to drug addiction, no more. There's a beautiful story in the book of Mark. Everybody happy tonight? How many are happy? How many are in church? How many are glad they're in church? I'm glad I'm in church. Church is a lot better than the pub. It's a lot better than jail. It's a lot better than being down at my mother-in-law's house. Actually, my mother-in-law is wonderful. I, I love my I do get on very well with it. I really do. 
I tell all sorts of stories about her, but she's a real friend of mine. How many don't believe me? Someone says you're just trying to get out of trouble with the mother-in-laws. No, not at all. Bible says in Mark 11, and we all know the story, but it's a good story. You know what this story does? Every time I hear it, it just stirs me. When he was come, and when he even was come, better still go back to verse 12. On the morrow, when they were coming from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Verse 12. Mark 11, verse 12. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came to it, haply he might find something thereon. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. I found this a bit rough on the poor old tree, actually. The time of figs was not yet, but this poor tree was in trouble. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Jesus spoke to the tree. I don't talk to trees much. Because trees don't have ears. I've never seen a tree with ears and go up and say, How are you, Mr. Tree? The branches go, Oh, good, thanks, Tim. I, I talk to the gum trees here and tell them how good they look, how much I miss home. They don't answer. They just stand there. <laughs> Sid, I haven't even had one gum tree speak to me. Do you talk to trees? You do. <laughs> you preach to trees. How many have been saved? <laughs> Jesus spoke to the tree and he said, no man's ever going to eat fruit of you again. Spoke to it. And the disciples heard what he had to say. Did the tree hear? The tree didn't hear, but in the spirit realm, the words had dominion right to the roots. Twenty-four hours later, they were walking past, and Peter noticed the tree. Verse 21. He said, Master, that tree that you cursed... It's withered away from the roots. It's withered. It's dead. Jesus, that tree you spoke to yesterday is dead. Yesterday it was a nice looking fig tree. Today, gone. Leaves gone. Dead. From the roots. And Jesus said to him, Peter, you have the God kind of faith. He says, for whosoever, in fact, Jesus said, truly I say to you, truly, truly I say to you, of total truth I say to you, that whosoever, how many people here would say, I'm a whosoever? If you're a whosoever, lift up your hand and say, I'm a whosoever. How many are not sure? I'm a not so sure ever. Lift up your hand if you think, well, I'm not totally sure, but I'm, I'm a, I'd like to be a, I'm a like to be ever. It's a whosoever. That's a you. Use a whosoever. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's you. That's you. Turn to the person behind you and say, and you. It's very hard turning to the person behind you when they're turning to the one behind them. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. He shall not doubt in his heart, but he shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. 
He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. Jesus said, I want you, my people, to recognize the power of your words. To recognize the absolute authority of your words. On that great day, the Bible says Jesus is going to judge us on every idle word. Every faithless word we speak. I'm asking him to please forget all the ones I've said. I want a crop failure of a lot. How many want a crop failure of some of your words? No one. I want a big crop failure. Man, I want some Holy Ghost pesticide to kill off. <laughs> Haven't you ever said anything crazy? Haven't you ever said anything lacking in faith? I know Pastor Hatt's pretty tough and he wouldn't let you get away with it, but I bet he never says much negative. He never says anything negative. Maybe you're a bit worried that if you own up, I'll tell. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. We've got power to change our circumstances and impact the world with the authority of our words in Jesus' name. He's given us authority. When the mighty Holy Ghost came upon us, he gave us two things, authority and ability. Authority to cast out devils. Authority to speak life. We have authority tonight to cast out devils, heal the sick, See the most extraordinary things happen here. You say, well, we're not Jesus. Well, the Bible says that we are called Christians because the anointed one has come to live within us. And the Bible says we're joined to Christ and we're one spirit with him. It's interesting what God said to Reinhard Bonnke when Bonnke began his first crusade. The evangelist went home and Reinhardt said to the Lord, what am I going to do? And the Lord said, you preach. He said, Lord, I've never done one of these before. And God said to Reinhardt, my words in your mouth shall be as powerful <laughs> as my words in my mouth. So I went out in the authority, began to preach the very gospel of the kingdom of almighty God. Miracles were breaking out on every side. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory to God. People were being saved by the very presence of Jesus. And there was authority in my words to see devils screaming. He's made us kings under God. How many believe that? Revelation 5. The Bible says he's purchased us out of every tribe and nation and has made us kings under God and we shall reign upon the earth. We're born to rule and reign in every area of life. The king lives within us. His word is rich within us. 
His mighty Holy Ghost is within us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead has come to indwell us. We shall receive ability and enabling. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon us to be living witnesses of Him, to bear witness by signs and miracles. And he said, go and speak my word with authority and impact and change history. 